How did you make that first sale? Is this somebody that you already knew? Was this somebody through the customer development process that said that they would want this feature? So the first one was actually somebody who I'd gotten an instruction to uh, during the customer development process. So I didn't know that person before, but I was made an intro. And then they became a beta user. And then I um, I asked them once we were out of, like, once we have a feature, like, would you be happy to pay? And they was, yeah, actually, uh, they wouldn't mind. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, a podcast that brings you insights and tactics from the greatest SaaS minds across the world. The show is brought to you by SaaStock, the conference to turn your SaaS up to 11, returning to Dublin in October 15th to the 17th, 2018. On this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show, I talk with Andres Perdo, founder and CEO of OutFunnel, a marketing automation and insights platform that integrates with CRMs. Andres has been a marketer for 21 years, yet he'd tell you he's only getting to the grips of it now. That, though, is more humbleness and reality as he's been instrumental to the growth of Pipedrive, where he was VP of marketing for seven years and helped the company reach 70,000 customers. Once the company reached that milestone, Andrus felt the zeros were too many for his liking or learning. What he truly craved was being back at the single zero, starting from scratch. Several ideas had been bubbling in his head, but before any of it came to fruition, he wanted to embark on the biggest customer development research he could humanely achieve. Andrus literally came out without final at SaaStock 17, and the journey began. In the following months, he'd virtually and physically visit every continent on the planet, bar Antarctica, and in the process, interview 60 CEOs, marketers, and execs. He'd find his product's point of existence, a technical co-founder to build it out, and three paying customers so far. Listen on to hear how Andrus conducted his customer development interviews. I wanted to have a mix of people I knew where people were complete strangers. I wanted to have a mix of geographies. I wanted to have a mix of in-person versus versus kind of Zoom or, or, or Skype call meetings. Um, so I used uh, all the technologies from Zoom to Skype to airplanes. What were some of the biggest challenges on the way? It was getting people on the phone. If you're uh, somebody, uh, if you're a nobody with a uh, Estonian sounding name, which is which not uh, internationally sexy, mm-hmm. it's hard to get people who don't know you on the phone. Uh, and then getting their attention and, and getting them to engage with you uh, was a bit of a struggle. How he gathered everything he knew about marketing to kickstart OutFunnel's go-to-market strategy. We started driving paid ads uh, as soon as we had the landing page up. So as soon as I started customer development, I had a simple landing page up and I, I started buying Google ads immediately and doing some kind of uh, promotion for the landing page and social editing and in, in, in relevant groups. Andrus is one of many speakers we'll welcome to SaaS.18, where he'll give us a live update of where OutFunnel is. We released our agenda last week, and you can see the myriad of keynotes, boot camps, and fun-loving opportunities that await for you for the three days in Dublin. We still have a few discount codes available for our devoted listeners of the SaaS Revolution show. Use July 300 and get a 300 euro discount until July 31st. Andrus, welcome to the SaaS Revolution show. Um, uh, you know, I, I, we've got you speaking at SaaStock 18 this year, which I, I'm super excited about. I think we first connected when you were uh, at Pipedrive and leading marketing at Pipedrive. But, um, you, you know, tell us, um, you know, a little bit about who you are. Uh, I know I've given some of it away that you, 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 you uh, were coming from Pipedrive. Uh, but, you know, tell us who, 
who you are, where you're based, um, and some personal, you know, elements uh, uh, about yourself as well. Hey, so, hey, Alex. Um, thank you for inviting me here. So, Andrus, I'm, I'm, a, I'm Andrus, I'm a marketer. I've been in marketing for 21 years, which some would say is too long. But I think I'm just starting to get a grip of what it is <laughs> and what it means, uh, what's the role of marketing. Uh, and uh, so I've been, uh, I've had various marketing roles in, at Skype in London and Tallinn. I'm based in Tallinn uh, right now, but uh, spent the good four years in, in London with Skype. Then um, I was head of marketing for Pipedrive uh, for nearly seven years, from, from zero to, to more than 70,000 paying customers. And then um, since, say, November of last year, I've been working with OutFunnel, which is my, my new project. Okay, very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so t- like I'd say, we, we connected when you were at Pipedrive. Um, you know, you were there for seven years. Uh, you know, Pipedrive, you know, it, it's super well known, I think, you know, across the world and especially, um, you know, maybe more so in Europe. I, I don't know if, if, if that's the case and whether you can confirm if it, it's more well known in Europe than, than the US. But it's certainly, you know, a, a success story from the European shores, um, you've, you've been with them for seven years and seen them scale to 70,000 customers. Um, you know, wh- why, why leave at that time? Was it just an entrepreneurial yearning that you, you, you had this idea for OutFunnel? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, many, many things coincided. So, one, I was there um, for quite a long time. Secondly, I have this idea for a marketing tool bubbling in the back of my head for, for the last couple of years. And... Um, and while I think I did an uh, adequate, there were at times even a good job at Pipetrev, I think uh, I'm more of a, I add more value at an earlier stage. So I, mm-hmm. while uh, I think it was still fun and uh, I think uh, good for all parties uh, uh, being there, I'm, I'm really enjoying now being back at an earlier stage, building things and getting things off the ground rather than um, smoothing and oiling things which are already off the ground. Okay, and and you, um, I, I remember um, that when you uh, got your ticket for Sastock seventeen last year, mm-hmm. which was roughly like it was late September, right? Uh, you you actually uh, you came as OutFunnel. This was the the the, the, the new project. So the coming out there, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> the coming out there, and um, yeah, so so back to September then. So that's about sort of nine months or so, eight nine months. Um, Tell us a little bit, well, first of all, what is OutFunnel, right? This idea that was bubbling in your head, you know, what is it? Um, give us some information around that. Uh, and then I guess, what have you been doing with OutFunnel like, during this eight, nine months? Um, yeah, so when I um, had started to ponder leaving Pipeshare and starting my own company, uh, I had several different parallel ideas for what OutFunnel could be. And... Uh, and I wanted to take uh, some time off to um, to really not start building it before I had an idea of what it could be. What's the best uh, way ahead? So after Sastok, first I took a couple of a uh, couple of weeks off. Uh, spent good uh, a good week in Greece with family. Had a very good time. And then um, and then I wanted to do a kind of a customer development exercise to understand uh, which direction to go. Um, so OutFunnel today uh, is a marketing automation and marketing insights platform, which plays well well with CRMs like Pipedrive. Uh, but uh, yeah, back then I had a very vague idea of the different features it could have, um, and then kind of going through an exercise of uh, co- talking to about ninety CEOs and entrepreneurs and sales managers and marketing managers, 
really helped me kind of narrow the focus and and uh, and drop some of the uh, some of the perhaps cool but not very practical ideas of, of what it could have been. You, you so you you did some customer development work. You said you spoke to ninety CEOs, execs, you know, marketers. Uh, how long did that take you? Uh, that process, and were you you know were you just using modern technology and getting on Zoom calls, or was any of that in person? You know, what was the uh, and and what techniques do you use to kind of like uh, uh, I guess do that customer development? Because I guess um, you know some people have heard of like the, the mum test. Um, I don't know if you, you, you've read that book, but often if you, uh, you, you know, ask somebody that you know or whatever, uh, like, you know, is this a good, I- good idea? Often they say, you know, yes, especially if it's your mum, right? Um, but um, yeah, tell us a little bit about this process, the length and, and the techniques that you used. So it was altogether uh, three months, but I could have done it in, in a month and a half. Uh, or maybe two months. Uh, there was like a Christmas, a, a, a long planned Christmas holiday, which was uh, in between. And they also had like a family thing, which took uh, like 10 days or two weeks off my, off my, uh, off my calendar. Uh, so you could have done it uh, faster, but it took me almost uh, three months. Um, I wanted to have a mix of uh, people I knew where people were complete strangers. I wanted to have a mix of geographies. I wanted to have a mix of in-person versus uh, uh, versus kind of Zoom or, or, or Skype call meetings. Um, so I used uh, all the technologies from Zoom to Skype to airplanes. I think I did uh, two trips, one to Berlin, one to US, and then uh, I handled most of the other countries and, and regions via Skype. But I got all the continents covered except for um, Antarctica. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, yeah, try to kind of have a have a broad uh, mix of people. Uh, I mean, within like a persona who I, I, I identified as as a likely customer. Well, I mean, maybe it's an obvious question, but why all the continents? Did you just want like a good representation from just uh, you know the, the global, uh, I guess, uh, exact marketing community? Yeah, I did want. Uh, like, so I I've always worked for uh, global brands and global companies. I didn't want to. Uh, create something which would only work in, say, Europe only, or Estonia only, or even worse, or America only. So I wanted to make sure that uh, that I, at least I talked to a, at least a number, even a small number of people from from uh, from uh, potential big markets. So a- apart from US and UK, like also France, Brazil, Australia, um, uh, some other kind of uh, key markets. And, and you said uh, earlier that you're a marketer with 21 years uh, of experience. So, you know, would it be a correct assumption to say that you're a non-technical founder? Um, so you've had the idea of OutFunnel and, like, you know, have you been doing the coding or did you – what was that step once you idea to, like, now we need a product, we need a platform or, you know, feature or whatever sort of comes first? Like, what – is there a platform uh, uh, available now and how did that come about? So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely non-technical, uh, although uh, working with startups has, has taught me, I think, basics of, of how, things are, how things work and, and play together. Um, yeah, so after validating the idea, I, I went to the then assemble a team. And when I set out, I, I wasn't really, I didn't have the, the team kind of uh, already handy. I didn't have co-founders um, kind of pre-pick before pick, uh, selecting the idea, but uh, but luckily I kind of I uh, and then I was I was toying with different ideas whether to outsource or 
or or just kind of uh, hire the the service from a development shop or, or like something in between. But luckily, I got talking to a to somebody who I knew before, um, who then took interest in the project, and then who uh, who who kind of became the technical co-founder. And then also, I, I found one one person who's uh, who helped me uh, design the thing, uh, and I also do the UX for the product. So. So, were, were they uh, were they X Pipe Drive or Skype by any chance? Uh, one of them actually had worked at Pipe Drive uh, a while ago, so uh, so there was some. Uh, uh, so it's uh, it, uh, I think it just pays pays yeah. to uh, to keep in touch uh, with uh, with people who you've uh, worked with, who you've liked working with. Yeah, there's the, I guess there's no shortage of uh, great technical talent in uh, Estonia right now, right? Uh, so. Estonia is good in a sense, but also there's no shortage of, uh, of well-funded startups who want mm. to hire these technical people. So it's not, sure. not easy to to put together a team or even uh, uh, or even kind of uh, start hiring at scale uh, at the later phase. Yeah, and, and what about? I mean, as you, you know, I, I guess kind of the company's only nine uh, nine months old. Um, you know, I, have you got? Are you you know? Are you pre-revenue? You know, have you launched? Uh, have you got customers at the moment? So we started coding end of February, uh, or yeah, end of February. Uh, we launched publicly the first feature, the first mini feature, uh, mid May. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got our first paying customer mid June, mm-hmm. and since then we've tripled. We've tripled the number of customers. Uh, so now it's mid July. So, so even having very little uh, of a product, having a good understanding of the customer pain, I think we've uh, validated that uh, there's a market for that, there's a need for that, and and we've. Uh, and at least we can uh, we can get some signups and some pay customers even with a with a basic product, but with, with a good understanding of the market. How, how did you get the, the the I guess the co-founder and the the initial team on board then, especially at the idea stage and like pre-revenue? I mean, have you uh, and like how do you, how do you pay them? You know, have you, have you received funding? Uh, did you make millions from PipeDrive and uh, and Skype, um, or is it you, you know uh, some sort of like equities deal? Um, you know, promise of you know, come in as uh, as, as co-founders, and you, you know, we're going to uh, sweat this out until we've got revenue. So, um, so our costs are very low at the moment. So, there's uh, some element of of, uh, kind of cash payments. There's a uh, element element of equity, but you can safely say we are bootstrapping at the moment. Okay. And um, do you, do you, do you want to? Is is that? Uh, something that you want to kind of maintain, like given obviously like, you know, pipe drive, certainly they've been, um, you know, uh, on the venture path that recently, I don't know, what did they raise their C or D? Um, uh, it, it, they re- raised a, another round of 50 million recently. Um, what do you, what do you want to do? Ideally, do you want to be a bootstrapper? So that's a question I don't have a good answer for at this stage. There's definitely benefits for uh, going uh, and continuing bootstrapped, especially mm-hmm. since we, we now already have some revenues. And there's a good case for also raising funds. And maybe the right answer is somewhere in between uh, and just raising a little bit just to kind of get the MVP out and move a bit faster. Uh, but uh, at this stage, um, I would like to have a, like a, a more certain answer, but, I would, uh, but at this stage, I'm kind of considering all three options. And, uh, and maybe when we meet in, uh, in, uh, in Dublin, I'll have, a, <laughs> I'll, have the, I'll have the answer figured out. Okay, um, very good. Uh, I look forward to having that conversation. And um, uh, I, I guess, sort of, you know, in in this period, what have, what have been your like what biggest challenges? Um, you, you know, I get it, it, it's always difficult running a startup, building a startup. 
you know, th th there's got to be loads, um, and especially in the early stages. But, you know, if, if you can, like, pick a couple, you know, what would have been the biggest challenges that, that you've been facing and how have you overcome them? So first it was getting, um, getting people on the phone. If you're uh, somebody, uh, if you're a nobody with a uh, Estonian-sounding name, which is which not uh, internationally sexy, mm -hmm. it's hard to get people who don't know you on the phone. Um, uh, and then getting their attention and, and getting them to engage with you uh, was a bit of a struggle. But but I must say that the entrepreneurial community is very uh, very helpful. So considering considering I think in the broader scheme of things how how challenging things can be worldwide and uh, uh, and in different jobs, I think launching a startup doing customer development is relatively easy. So it wasn't a huge challenge. It was just something to work on and. And some days were just very depressing when you email out invites all day long and you have zero uh, responses back. Uh, and then what, uh, what was really hard was also like once, you, once I learned that I wanted to really do this and there was some market for that, then, then building a team and, and because you know the, the decisions you make there will actually have a big impact uh, on you potentially for a very long time. But uh, I, I guess you need... I guess you need some amount of luck in life <laughs> to then um, happen to talk to the right person uh, at the right time. Uh, and then, uh, of course, that wasn't uh, like the person I ended up working with uh, wasn't the, the first person or the only person I was speaking to. Like at, at some point, that seemed pretty challenging too. But but yeah, things have a way of things have a way of working themselves out. And what about, uh, so you mentioned getting the first customers uh, or the first customer in June and, and you, you know, tripling that kind of, you know, one month later. Um, how did you get that first customer? How did you make that first sale? Is this somebody that you already knew? Was this somebody through the customer development process that said that they would want this feature? So the first one was actually somebody who I'd gotten an introduction to uh, during the customer development process. So I didn't know that person before, but I was made an intro. And then they became a beta user, and then I um, I asked them once we were out of like once we have a feature, like, would you be happy to pay? And they was yeah, actually uh, they wouldn't mind. Um, but uh, so that was kind of kind of made sense because um, I also wanted to kind of if if they had said that they didn't want to pay, I would have said why not? Or what's the what, what's missing? Would have been a good data point. But the second and third customer, uh, they just signed up uh, by themselves and started paying for them by themselves. Which was, I think, even uh, even bigger validation. If you have Sanchez signing up and and starting to pay, uh, even if you got, especially the second one was was, I think, uh, good news because the first one can be a fluke. Maybe the, the only person, maybe it's a crazy person, <laughs> stolen his like somebody like his wife's credit card and just kind of signing up for random services <laughs> as a as a token of appreciation and as a as a random act of kindness. The second one, I think, was a uh, was like proper validation. So what about you? You've got uh, maybe this is a, a, an unfair advantage, but you know, with the 21 years of experience and you know, uh, having worked for companies like Skype and, and PipeDrive and leading marketing there, um, having a go-to-market plan for OutFunnel, I, I expect this is something that uh, you would be able to kind of you know execute reasonably well. Um, what, what is the initial go-to-market plan when you're kind of at this stage? Uh, what have you been doing? So, um, yeah, you, one would hope that after 21 years, uh, yeah, I'd have something figured out. And uh, early, to, early, to, early to tell, but uh, yeah, a couple of things have worked. So, 
um, we started driving um, paid ads uh, as soon as we had the landing page up. So as soon as I started custom development, I had a simple landing page up and I, I started buying Google ads immediately and doing some kind of uh, promotion for the landing page and social editing and in, in, in relevant groups. Um, but, uh, but yeah, broadly, I think if you're working on a marketing automation tool, marketing automation insights, that's a category which people already know uh, and there's also already demand for. So it's not a question of, of generating demand, but it's really harvesting demand. You just need to, uh, need to use the channels which, uh, which people use to discover marketing automation tools. And if you're, if you're in the right place uh, with the right message, then, then I think that's the, that's the, that's the work done. What, what, are, what, what, what are some of those channels? I mean, apart from paid ads. Yeah, I mean, if, if people are already searching for marketing tools, then the search and search-related channels would be the first obvious choice. So AdWords, uh, some uh, SEO-optimized landing pages, uh, like since uh, we integrate with Pipedrive super easily, then uh, also Pipedrive's marketplace was an, was an obvious uh, first choice for us. Okay. Uh, plus the kind of personal hustle in this, in this first phase. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you didn't uh, uh, mention when we asked about your your personal, uh, you know, who is Andrew Spurda. You didn't mention uh, the fact that you do stand up comedy, uh, which I was kind of hoping that you would uh, <laughs> would mention. Um, but um, yeah, wh- why why are you interested in stand up comedy? And has this the skill set where it is a skill set being a, a comedian, right? Has this helped you uh, in any way in, uh, I guess, acquiring customers or, or winning um, or being a CEO? <laughs> so, so first, I think I want to clarify that I'm a, I'm a comedian as much as I am an entrepreneur in the sense that I'm a, I'm a beginning a beginner entrepreneur and, I, 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 and comedy is something I do on the side. I'm, I'm more of a com- comedy promoter and fan rather than a, okay. uh, a stand-up. But I, I do and I've done some uh, stage sets also uh, several times per year. Uh, and I think what it does to you is a couple of things. Uh, first, um, I think uh, it helps to remind that uh, life and work shouldn't be taken too seriously. You can make fun at everything and every, every, uh, every, um, everything that's, that's bothering you, everything that gives you joy. Uh, and then in 80 years, we'll all be dead. So much as we enjoy a little of it and try to laugh as much as possible during it. Uh, and I think humor and especially stand-up comedy is um, like when you laugh at something, this kind of half a millisecond or maybe 10 milliseconds, during that time when you laugh at something, you also um, are capable of changing your mind. So uh, if you take, I think, humor, you can use humor for good. Uh, for business, you can use humor to change your mind about the brand or maybe uh, about um, uh, kind of important the global issues that we are facing as a, as a kind of a community and society. Have you got any uh, entrepreneurial-related or SaaS-related jokes? Uh, I will by the time we meet. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and yes, you mentioned that that sort of, I guess, leads nicely. So by the time that we meet, the, I guess the, the, the time that we'll meet again in person uh, will be October 15th to 17th at SASTOC 18 in, in, in Dublin. Um, and you, you'll be speaking uh, on, our, on our traction stage there. You know, what, what can we expect to hear from you um, uh, in that talk? So the topic of the talk is uh, how I validated my business idea uh, and, and what happened next. 
So, um, so the first part I know. So I'm going to share my the tools I use, the methodologies, the the questions, the the, the stack, the process of getting um, doing customer development. Uh, the what happened next part is still in the making. So I have <laughs> it could be like, hey, if we had the three paying customers, and these were the only three paying customers uh, that we could find on this earth, or it can be a success story or something in between. So uh, I'm 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 really curious myself of what the second half of the talk will be about. Okay, it's good. I, I, I like this. Um, so uh, it's very uh, sort of dynamic, and uh, the, the the future now, well, between now and uh, October, will be will be shaping uh, this talk. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, looking forward to Andrew. I mean, thanks. You, you know, you've been a, a great guest on the show today. So really appreciate you giving up your time and your insights into you know building a, a, a SaaS business. You know, at the very kind of early stages. Um, so uh, I, I think makes you know for super interesting listening. Um, so thanks again, uh, Andrew Purdy, uh, founder at uh, OutFunnel. Thank you, Alex, and, um, and uh, looking forward to meeting soon in Dublin. See you then. All right, thanks, Andrus. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and picked up valuable lessons from Andrus Purdy and how he validated his idea and got his first three paying customers. Grab a ticket for SASDOC 18 with a 300 euro discount using code JULY300 to hear the rest of the OutFunnel story, as well as 100 other speakers on October 15th to the 17th in Dublin.